Well, hello, everybody. We are back for another Watch This Space podcast. And yes, we are in interesting times. And Chris and I are going to try to help parse a bit of that out and look at the brighter side of things because there are good things to be talking about um, in this unprecedented time we're in. We don't know how long it's going to be this way, but here we are and we're coming up to the end of March 2020. So I want to welcome back Chris, my trusty colleague here. Hey, Chris. Hi, John. Good to be back. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it is good to be back. And, uh, you know, this is a time where I think the kind of things that we see day to day, it is worth talking about. I think people are looking for insights about you know, what is this new space all about in terms of, you know, the, the, the push for work from home? This is, uh, has become what I call the, uh, acronym du jour, WFH on the, for anyone who's on Twitter. It's, uh, it'll take you there to where a lot of conversations are happening around this kind of, I wouldn't say forced, but certainly mandated, uh, uh, push to get people out of the offices and staying in their homes where and when they can. So, Chris, you and I are lucky enough that we've been working this way for a while, so it's pretty native. But a lot of people, this is uh, can be very disruptive, huh? Yes, it's a new thing. It's been growing. I, I don't even know if I restrict it to work from home, although that's predominant. That's of course the predominant mode right now. But it's really borderless work, right? It's work work where it's optimized or where you need to be. Uh, to do to do your job and using all the new tools, but it certainly seems to. Uh, fortunately, the new technologies seem to be holding up pretty well for most folks who use it, um, and that is a vast number of people under the current unfortunate circumstances, right? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, and I and I like that term borderless. Um, I, to me, it cuts both ways, though. It, it's borderless in that, yes, you can work from anywhere now, which, yeah, it's a good thing for sure. But uh, for people who've not done remote working before at home, their workspace becomes borderless. And so there's a whole other, you know, set of implications around what happens when you are working from home uh, in terms of that border between, you know, home life and business life. And people like you and me who work very nicely out of the comfort of our homes with dedicated spaces, it's really not a problem in our little man caves and whatever, right? But, you know, you, I heard a profile this morning on the radio of a couple who live in a 500-square-foot condo, and they're both working from home. And you can imagine what it must be like with, with tight quarters. You know, I know where, where um, or, you know, living quarters are much smaller than here. The adaptation you have to have is uh, would be pretty daunting, I would think, to make it work on an ongoing basis, let alone having kids and dogs and stuff in the background. Well, it's just a big change, John. You know, for a lot of folks, uh, they are not used to being home all day. They might live in a more confined space, an apartment in a city. They're, the residences are mostly not all that optimized for staying in all day because that's kind of why you're in the city. You get out, you socialize, you go places, you go to work. Uh, and that's true in a lot of places. And it's unprecedented to have, you know, the kids home and needing to be schooled. And in a sense, even though the teachers are doing such a wonderful job, um, you still, ha- you know, there is a structure around that. And 
There's no precedent for that, certainly for the duration of time this is going to be. It was already a stretch when you had Hurricane Sandy, at least in this part of the world, or equivalent in, in other places where you might be out for a week, a week and a half, that you didn't expect. But this is uh, this is unprecedented. So it's pretty much an adjustment at every level of of life, I would say. Yeah, yeah, much bigger than just a work from home thing. And, you know, you know, you, you hear the term new normal a lot. And I think that's pretty apt here. Um, you know, as you say, there's, there's so many challenges to this. And I think we, you know, it's very easy to, if you want to be very Darwinian about it and say, okay, to, you know, you could be really hardcore about it and say, okay, folks, you're going to work from home and we expect the same productivity as you have in the office, you know, nothing should change. You know, that's obviously a very unrealistic expectation. So when you talk about a big change, I think that also comes with the kind of output that you can realistically expect from people. You know, in some ways it could be better, um, but, you know, obviously the day-to-day, it gets very challenging to be available for, you know, you know, short-term, you know, short-notice meetings, and all kinds of things that get compromised when you can't be in an office setting. That's true. You also lose a lot of the informal dialogue. You lose the proverbial water cooler, although tools like Slack have really uh, made that better, um, certainly in this cycle. Uh, but you, you lose a lot. Uh, you lose a lot of socialization. Also, I would point out that in my in my experience, having uh, – having worked from home and experimented with that over time, not quite in something as dire circumstances as this, but looking at all different work at home models, there's a big difference between what we used to call work from home for the most part, which might be, you know, A, the kids and and your spouse or partner or whatever, uh, or roommate might not be home. The kids aren't home and you do it, you know, a day here, a day there. Or if you're a freelancer and you expect to do it all the time, or you're a remote worker and you expect to do it all the time, you're really set up for it. You think about it in advance. But but in terms of the effectiveness and productivity and management of your time, there's a big difference between suddenly, between kind of working at home when you need to, or even one day, two days a week, and really full time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's so much of this stuff is going to shift, and I think a lot of it's going to stick once uh, we get through this. Um, it's an experiment for sure, but let, yeah, let's let's get on to some of the. As I said, I want to you know keep our keep our positive lenses on here, and um, uh, you know from where I sit as an as a as an analyst talking to vendors all day long, I'm certainly not going to any shows right now, but you know we're the, the they're all doing their share to message us and update us on what's happening and you know across the board they're all you know they're all touting uh you know big spikes in traffic you know cisco talks up webex and microsoft is talking up teams and all all the big vendors are you know and of course zoom is is the poster child for a lot of this stuff they're all you know having traffic levels going through the roof which is great they're all touting free or near free offerings to um, to not just get users using their stuff more, but also to reach 
um, segments that normally wouldn't use this technology. So there's been big pushes on, for example, into the education market to make it free um, so they can, you know, help uh, with, with uh, you know, homeschooling and, and getting the lessons done virtually. So that's a great use case for this. Government services would be another good example. And so we're, you know, it makes sense to bring these technologies into spaces that haven't normally used them. Um, this is a good good time to be, you know, to be proving, I think, the, the value of this uh, with these, you know, uh, emerging use cases that have always been kind of a little on the fence. But now that they're kind of don't have much choice. Right. Distance learning has always been a big deal in education. But um, this takes it to a whole new level. As you say, when kids have to stay home now, what are you going to do? So you got to push out as much as you can online to keep them busy. Well, I agree. I agree. And I think another aspect of it is while the technology of collaboration has been advancing over the last period of time, it's actually gotten so that the tools, at least in my view, are broad enough and powerful enough that there's relatively little custom work that needs to be done on any, on any part of the system to make it very widely adaptable. You know, so when you, when you start to look at tools like Zoom and like G Suite and like the Microsoft Teams and you look at Slack and, and all the other uh, technologies that have emerged, it's actually good enough that you can do most things with it and do them reasonably well. Um, you know, if you had thought about something like distance learning not so long ago, you would have had some custom system. It would have been tailored to the educational market. And it would have been very proprietary and probably expensive. And now you just sort of use the generic tools. Do, do you agree? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's certainly some, you know, trust issues have been overcome for um, this model because it really relies on the cloud for it to happen. And, you know, as you said, up to a few years ago, that was a little suspect for, you know, uh, scale, for security, et cetera, et cetera, all those things. But no one is really too hung up about that anymore. I think, you know, Google and, you know, Azure and, you know, uh, IBM, you know, the big, big Amazon cloud players, they've established that the cloud, they're, you know, first of all, the cloud concept is, is, will hold up very well. And, you know, the, they've morphed into various private and public cloud offerings that can really be adapted to any, particular use case, you know, highly customized or low cost or whatever. So there's, there's flavors out there to support all these different scenarios. So that part is good. So it's very easy to kind of, you can say for all the bad things that technology has kind of brought to us with fraud and identity theft and all these things, this is kind of a very good way to look at when it's used for the right purposes and good purposes, it's, it just shows, as you said, where we are compared to a few years ago. And, you know, what we talked about earlier, Chris, is, yeah, this is making that pie bigger uh, in the sense that there are more people now who can take advantage of this technology because the use cases all of a sudden are in front of them. And they say, well, what other choices do we even have, really? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the next step up from all the revolution that's been wrought by smartphones and apps like FaceTime, right? So one-to-one had already grown so much with people 
talking on some kind of IP connection with or without video. So you have WhatsApp, you know, you have FaceTime. And I think what this is doing is bringing the group aspect of it into the same type of technology where that was really a very business thing, if you want to call it that. It wasn't, it wasn't a standard part of society at large as much to use group collaboration tools. Uh, although I will say, I think the younger folks use it a lot more to plan things and organize groups than some of, some of the broader populace do. Uh, but, but I think this is the big jump into mm-hmm. where, into where you, you, like that becomes a standard app, you know, sort of like email did and social media and name your, name your very widespread type of technology. Mm-hmm. It's like the new telephone, if you want to call it that. Well, yeah, yeah, that, cause that was the universal mode of communication before everything else came along. And, and now I think what, what, um, you know, I, I think it just underscores the, the possibilities that come in a digital and internet driven world. I mean, if you were to sustain this remote working model, and I think there's a good chance that's, we're going to see more of that. It, it makes you realize that, you know, in the old days, you, if this came up, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be remote working. You would just be sent home and not work because you couldn't. But today, I mean, virtually any facet related to your job, in a lot of cases can be done virtually. And it's not just the work. It's, you know, you have electronic uh, banking, so people can continue to get paid electronically. They don't have to go anywhere to get their, you know, their their paychecks uh, to them. And, and, you know, the way that you can just handle almost anything to do with sending information, you don't have to put anything in the mail or use couriers, very little, can all be done electronically. So the means of doing your work and, and getting paid for it and everything else uh, it, it's all there now. And um, it, I think this is going to open up possibilities for new services, new, even new products that are going to be catering to remote working. You know, when we think about when we get pushed into this, you know, we just say, okay, I'll sit at my desk at my home or my dining room table at my home and I'll plop my computer down and away I go. And that's okay for off, off and on working, but if this is going to be your thing now, boy, oh boy, you think about all the things that need to be or could be done in your home to make it more viable, right? Just, you know, the sound space, the desk space, the audio, the video uh, peripherals, you know, a million little things that are going to come up um, uh, that, that's going to turn this into like almost like a new market. Maybe. I mean, I think it's very much a watch this space. I, I feel that this has highlighted the, discre- the, dif- the discrepancy, though, between different segments of the job market, and we all need to be sensitive to that, that, yes, there are some jobs you can sit in front of a computer at home and do, but there are a lot you can't, and how can we make it all better? You know, not just not just one segment of, of, of work. You know, how do you integrate all of it better? How do you, you know, what does this mean for education? What does it mean for a lot of other things that we've kind of been running the same model for a long time. Um, so it's, I think it's a bigger social question, but I do think, I, I think it's going to have implications, as you say, on home setup, but I also, and residential design and community design. But mm-hmm. I also think it's going to have an impact on real estate and office space and causing an even greater growth of fluid space. 
uh, and space that is very, very multi-purpose rather than the kind of cubicle farm, if you want to call it. I mean, that's probably not what a lot of offices are now, but that's kind of the classic, you know, where you have very specific borders, you have very specific perimeter. Mm-hmm. You you have a fixed set of space, and typically you you tolerate you know a lot of suboptimal utilization rate because of just the traditional model of having space. And uh, I, so I think there's going to be a lot of reevaluation of that. But I also think that that all of it has to accommodate people's natural inclination to want to socialize and be with other people. I, I, I'm, I'm somewhat skeptical that it becomes a nation of all work or a world of work at home worker bees. I, I just feel as though that's more of an option, which is great because those of us who've been an advocate of this for a long time want that option. You know, if pe- people's circumstances make it advantageous for them to work remotely, that that should be available to them without, without any kind of, uh, um, a, a knock on their career or anything else or their opportunity or their compensation or anything. Um, and maybe that will be an outcome of this that will be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we, we just got a few minutes left, Chris, and I just want to touch on one other thing that maybe in terms of this watch this space theme, another thing to watch is um, how the dynamic evolves. And I, and we really are just talking about scenarios where you can do remote work. As you say, there are so many segments you can't, but where you can, um, the dynamic between the employer and the employee, because um, I think some of these subtle things are going to emerge where when if you are working from home full time, first is that blurring of home and, you know, workspace and time, but also the workers are working in their homes. They're not working in someone else's office space, and they have a little bit more agency, I think, about how they do things, when they do things, um, what applications they are comfortable with. Um, and so for, uh, you know, wearing the IT hat, when you all of a sudden got all these thousands of people now shifting into their homes, you've got to be ready to support them. And this huge kind of, kind of a whole thing, set of things unfold of how you make sure that they are using the right tools, being productive, sharing information, not overloading your network, you know, a million things that so new policies are going to have to come from IT. But I also think that if if they're not on the ball about saying, okay, well, we use WebEx now in the office and we expect you to use it at home, um, that may well take. But if you do not have a good regime in place for collaboration, if you're using a little of this and a little of that, those home-based workers now, they're going to gravitate to what they're comfortable with. And I think there could be some interesting windows here for Amazon, Facebook, Google, even Microsoft, companies that have strong consumer brands that are trusted in the home environment, that if they want to become part of this new remote working space, I think there's a, a wide open door there. Um, especially for millennials who are so digital, those are the brands they know. And if they get better user experiences, if they can be more productive using tools, collaborating on Facebook, for example, it's going to be hard to get them off of those and back on to whatever the organization wants them to do. So I think it's going to be some emerging tensions there about who's really going to own this space and the experience for remote working. 
I agree with you. I also think there are going to be a lot of economic questions. Like, essentially, this is, is, is this space that the employee is paying for. Um, and a lot of other, you know, legal compliance and everything. But I think there are questions that are opening up now more than they used to, and they'll get resolved. Um, and probably for the better, because the, the old ways were very linked to, uh, a lot of residual kind of industrial age thinking. Um, and so we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm, I think we could probably say that, you know, watch this space, right? Either one of us is a crystal ball, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, what, what, what we're going to talk about next month might be very different already. That's how fast some of this stuff is changing, but it is all there for us. I mean, we, we don't know how it's going to go, but we know it's not going to stay the same. And that's what makes it interesting, I guess. But also, you know, we each have our own take on these things, and it's great to, you know, share them here, but also hopefully engage our listeners to say, okay, well, what are you seeing out there, and do you think this is going in the right direction? Again, we're just going to have to see. So, Chris, I think we're up on time, so let's uh, call this a wrap for this segment of Watch the Space, our podcast, and uh, we'll continue with more uh more dialogue on our next edition and uh we don't know what that's going to be yet but we shall see how things emerge here huh yes and i just want on both of our behalfs to wish all the best um for good health and and being okay to our listeners their families and everyone else in the community yeah absolutely feel the same way and we will all do our best right to just keep Keep our distance, but keep working, but also keep uh, keep well. And I think, too, just a positive mindset, right? This technology has a lot to offer, and I think it, it can help bring out the good in everybody, uh, not just in work, but just as people. Okay, John, thank you very much. Okay. Thanks, everyone. You, too. Thank you for listening all, and we'll be back with another edition coming up in our next newsletter, and we'll talk to you all soon. Take care and keep well, everybody.